This is an audio reading of the book The Messengers. I am the author, Mike Cleland, and I will be reading a few excerpts. These include the foreword and a chapter titled Owls and Windshields, and that has two parts. One is about a woman named Jan, and the other is about a fellow named Ben. The whole thing lasts about uh, 15 minutes. Now, just a heads up, I did have a little bit of a cold, so my voice is a little bit deeper than I'm used to, or maybe that you as a listener might be used to, if you've been listening to my podcasts or any audio interviews. Uh, Partially, I took it upon myself to record these things specifically because my voice was a little bit deeper and a little bit more dramatic. Once again, this is an audio excerpt from the book The Messengers, with the subtitle Owls, Synchronicity, and the UFO abductee. Introduction to the Messengers Owls, whether real or symbolic, are somehow intertwined with UFO abduction phenomenon. I am firmly convinced of this connection. Why they are connected and what it might mean is another matter. Seeing an owl in the wild can feel unnerving, They project something intense, almost sinister. Their mere presence has a power. People are in awe of owls, and it's very common for folks to describe an owl sighting as an honor or a blessing. Throughout the ages, the owl has held a place as both wise and evil, and when seeing an owl yourself, it's easy to understand how that mythology has emerged. Those big eyes seem to have the power to pierce the soul. Owls can navigate the darkness and this is a metaphor for passing beyond the veil and into the unknown. Ancient sages saw the role of the owl as traveling to and from the hidden places we can't perceive, and then bringing back messages from the great beyond. The owl isn't just a bird with big eyes. It is a symbol. It's easy to project supernatural characteristics onto the owl, something I do more than I should. The owl is an expression of all things mysterious, so when we confront an owl, we are confronting a mystery, perhaps the ultimate mystery. The same could be said for confronting a UFO. I love stories. At this point, I have read or heard thousands of amazing owl stories, and I continue to be swept away by the power of what I'm hearing. The sheer volume of what I've found, or what has found me, has changed the simplistic way I once looked at the world. There is a sense, a knowing, that a troop of arcane forces, both physical and mystical, has intersected with our reality. On one level, this book is merely a set of stories about owls, UFOs, and all the emotions that come along with these two overlapping subjects. What is emerging is that real owls are showing up for real people. These mythic birds are still performing their ancient role. Messages are still being delivered. Beyond just a collection of stories, This book is a personal odyssey, an account of my own journey. Both owls and UFOs have somehow invaded my life. I have been confronted with a mystery that is both seductive and scary, and the challenge has been not to shy away from the paranoia and uncertainty that comes with looking inward. My task as an author has been to find meaning in a set of ideas that are, on some level, unknowable. I haven't given anyone a lie detector test or performed background checks on the people who have brought me their stories. I'm not an academic, and I have no training in investigative techniques. 
There are only a few stories with multiple witnesses, and in those cases I've made an effort to talk with each person involved. What I want to see is some grand pattern in all these experiences, but what I'm finding won't fit into a clean spreadsheet of data. Instead, it's much more of a mood or a vibe. Even though each narrative is different, they all evoke a similar feeling, and I'm trusting that. It is this ethereal mood I hope to convey much more than any attempts at conclusions. There are no one-offs in this book. Any story here is part of a bigger pattern. What you are reading is a small part of a larger pool of similar reports. Some of these stories have the quality of an ancient fable shared around the campfire. My concern is that overly scrutinizing each account might sabotage their deeper meaning. Yes, examining the details and the patterns is required, but I try to keep it to a minimum. I feel these stories should be felt at a heart level where their true power emerges. One woman described what I am doing as creating a sacred space where these ideas are allowed. I took her comment very seriously. There is a heartfelt depth and power in these owl and UFO accounts, and that includes the ones you aren't hearing. It feels terrible that I can't share more of these remarkable stories here, but this book would have been far too long to include all of them. Just know that behind each and every anecdote you are about to read is a grand novel that has yet to be written. I feel a bond and a closeness to the people who have shared so much with me. Their life events are emotional, challenging, and complex, each with their own deeper meaning. Every person who has shared their experiences with me deserves their own long chapter, if not their own entire biography. Because of that, there is a set of these longer stories in a companion book titled Stories from the Messengers, and this will be published at some point soon. I am deeply indebted and grateful to every single person who has helped me with this very personal obsession. I appreciate you from my heart more than I can ever say. Mike Cleland, 2015 Now I'm going to read an excerpt from the middle of the book. This is the opening of Chapter 5, Owls and Windshields. A woman named Jan contacted me with an interesting owl experience. She lives in Australia and had recently become a member of a local UFO research group. She had no personal connection with any UFO events, but she has had a rich set of paranormal experiences with a form of intense spirit possession. For a time, she claimed to be sharing the consciousness with the spirit of William the Marshal, an English knight who died in the year 1219. This manifestation was so fierce that her home erupted in poltergeist activity and electronic equipment either stopped working or outright exploded. Jan recognized that these divergent phenomena, both UFOs and past lives, seem to have some sort of relationship. She also feels she has psychic abilities and has prophetic dreams. As part of her personal exploration of these subjects, she took part in a series of meditative initiative programs with the intention of drawing in UFOs. This was done through the protocols created by Dr. Stephen Greer. A curious event took place in the follow-up to her involvement with this UFO group. She was driving at night with her husband through a heavily forested area, and she was drifting off towards sleep. While in this half-awake state, she put out the mental thought to the UFO occupants, Are you real? I've spent years researching you and I haven't personally witnessed anything to suggest that you are real. She immediately received an answer. It came as a very clear voice in her mind. 
we don't want to startle you. Having been at the receiving end of so much paranormal stuff, she laughed. Startle me? As if anything could actually startle me. Right at that instant, she saw an enormous owl take flight from the side of the road and smash straight into her windshield. Both Jan and her husband were extremely alarmed and they stopped the car. They got out and looked around. There was no evidence of an injured owl, nor even a feather on the road. She described watching the owl lifting off from the low barrier between the forest and the road. She said it seemed to be flying in slow motion. Even though her husband tried to put on the brakes, the owl impacted hard on the glass. I'm struck by the symbology embedded in this story. She described the owl as perched on a low barrier between the forest and the road. The road is symbolic of the path or the life journey. The forest represents the darkness that must be entered, a place of testing before reaching spiritual goals. The owl sat on the barrier between these two. This is the mythic role of the owl, the gatekeeper between the realms. And in this story, it smashes violently into another barrier, the windshield, jolting her awake. The owl as alarm clock is another meaning, and it certainly played that role too. Jan also pointed out that the road they were on winds its way through a beautiful area with a deep connection to the indigenous people of Australia and their Dreamtime mythologies. I've collected a lot of stories where owls swoop in front of cars at night, but only a few where they actually hit the windshield. All of these stories imply that the owl hit incredibly hard. These people describe being shocked, stopping their car, and looking around for the wounded, or more probably dead, owl, but finding nothing, no feathers or blood on the windshield, nothing on the road or nearby. If an owl does fly into a window, it can leave distinct markings on the glass. In 2011, a woman returned to her home in Kendall, UK, to find a nearly perfect imprint of an owl on the window. An owl apparently crashed into the glass, leaving a ghostly white image, complete with beak, eyes, tail, and fully outstretched wings. Owls produce a talc-like substance called powder down. This is layered close to their skin and protects their growing down feathers. The powder created a haunting silhouette in the glass. It's rather common to see an owl zip across a car windshield at night. It's happened to me a few times, and most of the time there's nothing paranormal at all about it. What might be of significance is what was happening in the moments leading up to this sighting. I have said this repeatedly throughout this book. When I hear people tell me about owls, I will ask, what were they thinking? Or saying right before the owl appeared? I'll ask the same question about UFO sightings. Ben tells his story. I'm friends with a man who has only recently come to a place where he can admit openly the anomalous events in his life. I understand this tension all too well, the need to share your own defining experiences and knowing full well that the rest of the world does not want to hear it. His name is Ben, and we have a lot of odd similarities with both our lives and our experiences, enough that it seems way beyond mere coincidence. There are a few folks that I feel a special bond with, and he is one of them. He told me a very interesting owl and windshield story. He was driving with an SUV full of children home from his daughter's birthday party at a skating rink. During the drive, the kids pleaded with Ben to tell some stories. So, for the first time ever, he spoke about some of the strange things that had happened in his life, events that imply some sort of ongoing contact experiences. He was worried about scaring them, so he told the stories in sort of a campfire way. He shared this with me. 
it was very emotional for me to tell these stories because I had never hinted to my kids prior to that moment that I had had these experiences since childhood. I told them a ton of stories with my missing time event as the finale. The stories were well received by all the kids and I was feeling relief that I had crossed a sort of milestone. I felt like I finally sort of came out to my kids, like I had left the door open for them to take away what they wanted from the stories. I was glad I had framed it that way and I didn't overwhelm them. Right as he finished speaking, an owl swooped in front of his windshield. It came down over the top of the car and flew in the headlight beams. All the kids let out a collective, whoa! Ben said it was obnoxiously close, and after a moment of gliding out in front of the vehicle, it flew off to the right and disappeared into the woods. Ben was no stranger to synchronicities, so his immediate playful thought was, oh come on, an owl? How cliche. Couldn't you have sent something more original, like a bear? Right then, a huge black dog ran across the road and one of the kids shouted, look, a bear. There wasn't any lag time. It all happened within seconds. Finishing his paranormal stories, the owl, the dog, and the bear comment. Reflecting on this account, Ben felt that telling his stories was something hugely important. Admitting to others what he's experienced has been terribly difficult for him, to the point where he feels it is a weakness. It has been, and he suspects, always will be, a part of who he is. He took a small step forward while driving that night, and it felt like he received a knowing nod from the other world. The way Ben tells it, this owl was a synchronistic trail marker, acknowledging his effort to admit his own truth to others, especially his own children. Ben has another significant story. It began when he took his kids out hiking on some nearby trails. While wandering through the forest, an owl appeared and followed them as they walked. It accompanied them for miles, swooping in and out of the trees and perching above them, watching as they hiked by. His children were excited by its presence, but there was something very mysterious about it. Later in the evening, as he tucked his children in for the night, Ben read them a book. They had picked it out at random prior to him coming upstairs. The book, titled Say Boo, was about a ghost named Ben, who could not remember how to say boo. In the story, Halloween was nearing, and Ben the ghost was desperate to find his voice. Ben was reading from the book and said, Ben looked up and saw a large owl sitting on a branch. Just as he read those words aloud, his dog started to bark frantically at the back door. He put the book down and went downstairs and let the dog out. When he opened the door, he had the uneasy sense he was being watched. He looked up and immediately found the source of the feeling. There was an owl looking down at him from a large pine tree, and Ben feels certain this was the same owl that had been following him and his children all that day. The words, Ben looked up and saw a large owl sitting on a branch, had been the last thing he had said right before opening the door and seeing this owl. In the writing process for this book, I've worked hard to be faithful to the witnesses and their stories. Ben and I did a lot of back and forth emailing to make sure these two accounts are accurate. It was during this process that Ben had a realization and exclaimed, now that these two stories are written down and next to each other, they have the same lesson. Speaking one's truth, it's acknowledged by the universe. When Ben the father found his voice and finally told his stories in the car full of children, an owl appeared. When Ben the ghost from the children's book was finding his voice to say boo, an owl also appeared.
the Messengers is available online. You can search out my website, which is hiddenexperience.blogspot.com. I'll repeat that, hiddenexperience.blogspot.com. Or you can just search out my name, Mike Cleland, and then add owls, and the uh, website will come right up. From there, you can, uh, you can order the book easily at any number of linked sites. These include Amazon and CreateSpace. I will also add that you can request this book from your local bookstore. They can search it out easy enough, and they can order it, and you can get a paper copy. And if I'm not mistaken, most bookstores won't charge you for the shipping. They'll take care of that. That would be my preferred way for anyone to order the book. 